Good morning, Lake Gibson United Methodist Church, Facebook family and friends. So glad to have you with us this morning. Go ahead, y'all can make some noise. Don't know you, you here. Yeah, yeah. Yay. Amen. Remember, you can message us at office at lakegibsonumc.com if you would like to send something to me personally that the office doesn't read, send it to pastor at lakegibsonumc.com. Check our webpage, which is lakegibsonumc.com. You can check our webpage for that or check our Facebook pages to keep up with us. Uh, please, if you're, on, if you're online, if you're on Facebook or YouTube or watching on our internet, uh, message us once in a while. Hit like, hit share. Uh, those all increase the views that we have and get the message out more. And it also gives us feedback and lets us know what's going on out there, how we're presenting ourselves there, etc. So uh, engage with us, if you will. You can watch us on YouTube or Facebook or at the website. If you hear something you like and you want somebody else to hear it or you want to go back and listen to it again, it is recorded and up on those uh, platforms. Don't forget, we have Zooming the Peace at 1130, which if you'll go to the website and click on that Zooming the Peace uh, mark there on their website, it will take you into that. And Phyllis and Dwight Kitchens, or Dwight actually today, will be hosting that. And uh, you can get together with your friends. You can kind of talk about things that are going on and see one another in face-to-face -face there. I conduct a Bible study every Thursday at 1 p.m. on Zoom. Uh, we are in 1 Corinthians chapter 5 at this particular point. So you would read that. And if you would like to join us for that, it's open to anybody. We have to send you a link if you would uh, contact Christy at the office, either by email or pick up the phone and call her. At the office, she can send you that link and you can join us for our Bible studies. Don't forget, if you haven't already, to vote Tuesday, okay? Don't forget that. I'm not telling you how. I'm just telling you don't forget to vote if you haven't already. Also need to announce that Wednesday, November the 4th at 1030, there will be a memorial service here for Roy Bodemer. So just letting you know that. So are you ready to worship God? Yes. All right, let's go to him in prayer. Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you that you have given us such a beautiful day to come into your sanctuary or to come into wherever we may be, whether it's at home or in a hotel room or wherever. This is sacred space now. And we're in your presence. And we're worshiping you, Lord. So this day, have your way in our life. Open our hearts and our minds to worship you in such a way that you are given the praise and the glory. And that whatever else may be going on in our life, you lift us up this day. And we sit at your feet. And we learn of you. And we become better people because of your presence in our life. We ask in your name. Amen. All right, let go, praise team. Rock us on. Oh, my God. 
about to fly away up there <laughs> thank you praise team good to have y'all back thank you although they they can sit down you can sit down yes they flew away when it snowed I understand communion service you may want to pick that up um and hey hey wine go ahead and give them some emoji emojis out there if you like the the songs some thumbs up some smiley faces and stuff like that uh, since you can't do this online and we hear it you can do the other today's a special day today is what we call all saints day and it's the day that we remember those souls that have entered the church triumphant, the way I'll put it, since we celebrated this day last year. Let me set the stage for this reading of names of those who have entered that church triumphant with Scripture. Hebrews 11, 1 to 3 says this, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the convincing the conviction of things not seen. Indeed, by faith, our ancestors received approval. By faith, we understand that the worlds were prepared by the Word of God, so that what is seen was made from things that are not visible. Continuing on, the writer of Hebrews talks about Abraham and Noah and Moses and David and other of the giants within Scripture. And after he's named a few of those and talked about those, he says this in Hebrews 12. Therefore, in other words, because of these that have come before us. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight 
and the sin that sings so closely. And let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us. Looking to Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith, who for the sake of the joy that was set before him endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. The names that we are about to read are those that have been a part of this congregation, this community. They have witnessed to us. They have shared their faith with us. They've been a part of that great cloud of witnesses that the writer of Hebrews referred to. They've influenced each of us. And today they rest from their labors here on this earth. They've entered that place we call heaven, that place called the church triumphant, where one day we too will join them. Join me in prayer before we read these names. Lord, thank you for the memory of these saints that have finished their race here on this earth and now rest with you. Thank you for the assurance that they have heard the words, well done, good and faithful servant. And thank you for the assurance that we too one day will join them. Give us the grace to follow their example of faithful living. May we live life in such a way that our faith speaks to those around us also. Not to glorify us, but to bring you the glory. Comfort the families of these names we read, as we know that even to mention the name at times may cause pain. Surround them with your love. We now acknowledge our loss of these wonderful people, but again, we thank you for their time with us and the influence they have had over us. Amen. I'm going to read these names, and there happen to be eight of them. I will read them individually, and then Glenda will have a chime sound. But I invite you, if these people are part of your family, they've influenced you in a special way, they've, they've helped you in some way to stand at the reading of their name or raise your hand. If you're online, uh, make a comment, hit a like, do an emoji or something to that order to show that you're with us. Here are the names of those within our congregation and our community that had an influence upon us that we celebrate this day. Irene Herzog. Harold Shapiro. Wayne Bud Davis. Raymond Strait. Roy Bodemer. Bob Anderson. David Hess Sr. And then last night, we had another enter the triumphant church, Garnet Ratter. You may be seated. I want to stay within the context of All Saints Day to some way. And think about the many that have shaped the faith that we have today. And as we think about that, I want to continue the conversations we've been having through the sermons the last four or five weeks about what does our faith look like. Many folks think that faith means we have to believe the right things. We have to have the right theology. We have to have the right ideas. And there's something to that. But if you'll remember, I've already made the point that Christianity is not as much about the ideas we have as about following the person of Jesus Christ. It's about having a relationship, if you will, with this God that we call Jesus Christ. Those saints that have come before us, the ones we just remembered as well as others. Those saints that are sitting beside us here in the sanctuary or watching online. We are all still looking and striving for a destination of heaven. But what we're really looking for is a permanent and intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. And we all get there by different avenues, if you will. We have many people here today. 
Some may be from Cypress Lakes. Now, if you were from Cypress Lakes and you're here this morning, you had to get up earlier than some of the rest of us. And then you had to travel south down 98. But then you got those people that live out here, yeah, in Sandpiper. And they could have an extra cup of coffee before they got up to get here. And, and they didn't travel south. They had to come west. Then we got the Silver Lake folks, and they could have the extra cup of coffee too, but they come due east. Then the Foxwood, Foxwood I'm sorry, you, you got to go north and east. But we all ended up here, didn't we? We ended up at the same place, but we come from a different point, if you will. We started out different, if you will. Unfortunately, our faith is not like the Wizard of Oz. Y'all remember the Wizard of Oz. I'm, I'm not going out of my context if I talk about Wizard of Oz. Y'all were there when that was written, right? Oh, I'm getting a look from Ellen. No. You, you want the munchkin? No. But the Wizard of Oz, they had the yellow brick road, and Dorothy just has to follow the yellow brick road. Don't you wish it was as easy to follow just a yellow brick road to get to God? If it was all just laid out and there was a map there and you could say, hey, here's how we're going to do this. But that's not exactly the way it is, is it? Keeping in mind that fact that that's not exactly the way it is, let's look at Hebrews 11, 8 to 16. Now, I'm going to ask you to stand for the reading of God's Word because you all look like you're falling asleep. By faith... Abraham obeyed when he was called to set out for a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. And he set out, not knowing where he was going. By faith, he stayed for a time in the land he had been promised. As in a foreign land, living in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked forward to the city that has a foundation, whose builder architect and builder is God. By faith he received power of procreation, even though he was too old and Sarah herself was barren, because he considered him faithful who had promised. Therefore from one person, and this one person has good as dead, descendants were born. As many as the stars of heaven and as the innumerable grains of the sand by the seashore. All of these died in faith without having received the promises. But from a distance they saw and greeted them. They confessed that they were strangers and foreigners on earth. For the people who speak in this way make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. If they had been thinking of the land that they had left behind, they would have had opportunity to return. But as it is, they desire a better country that is a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God. Indeed, he has prepared a city for them. The word of God for the people of God. You, you may be seated in, David, I thought we had split that up, so that's my fault for reading it all. But anyhow, notice what happens. Do you know the story of Abraham? God calls him. Actually, Abraham and his family set out, and they were coming to the promised land. They got stopped up in Haran, and things happened. And then God spoke again and called Abraham, and Abraham answered, and Abraham followed God's voice. But did you catch that piece where it said he didn't know where he was going? He just heard God's voice and followed and listened to God. Isn't that the way it is with us, actually? Doesn't God speak to us at some point in our life through some way? And the word John Wesley uses, woos us to himself, calls us to himself, and we respond. And really and truly, unfortunately, we don't know what's going to happen out here. We don't know what our way is going to look at. We don't know what our way is going to look like. We don't know if we're going to have to come south, north, east, or west, or if we're going to have to go 150 different ways. God didn't give Abraham a road map. We haven't been given one either, have we? Can anybody tell me when the pandemic's going to end? For sure. 
Now, I, I know the elections this week, but, but we don't know when the pandemic's going to end, do we? We don't know how Wall Street's going to respond. We don't know if the jobs are ever going to come back. Disney just laid off, what was it? Seventh? I don't remember how many between the, the three. Disney just laid off a bunch of people. We've got restaurants and other things that have closed. Are they going to come back? We don't know, do we? There's an ambiguity, if you will, to the way we walk today, isn't there? But it's nothing new. We've always had this. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but here's what we do know. We know that the one who called us is going to be with us, and he's going to be faithful. In a nutshell, before I go on, here's what I'm talking about today. We need to start looking at our Christian faith as being a journey, a journey that we're on. And while there's a destination out here of heaven, that's not going to be reached here on this earth. The destination we're looking for is to draw closer and closer and closer to our Lord Jesus Christ. To deepen that relationship, if you will. And we're never going to have all the answers. Never. On this side of heaven, we're not going to have the, all the answers. Now, when you get to heaven, all of a sudden you're going to become brilliant. It says, you know, this perishable is going to put on the imperishable. And then we're not going to see like in a cloudy mirror. We're going to know for sure we're going to have... The, the mind of Christ then. When we get to heaven, things will be okay. But until then, we just don't know. Notice in Abraham's life, he had to journey. He journeyed around. Scripture said, and we know from going back and looking in the Old Testament, he went to the promised land. He was promised by God, but it wasn't time for him to take control of it yet. So he went on down to Egypt, and he had some more stuff that went over him around where he lied to Pharaoh about his wife and things like this, before he came back. And even then, he still never inherited the land the way he thought about. He was promised an heir, but he didn't have a son of his own through he and Sarah. He had a nephew, a nephew he loved a lot, but this, this is the way I'm going to put it. Lot turned out to be a little bit of a disappointment. Uh, remember, they got the herd so big, and Abraham said, hey, we need to split these herds up. Where do you want to go? You go one way, I'll go the other. So Lot took the easy, good grass, the nice stuff, and Abraham took the rest of it. And then he still had to go back and save Lot, and then we know the rest of the story of the Sodom and Gomorrah and the other things that Lot ended up kind of a disgrace in some ways. Abraham never saw his people being as numerous as the stars in the sky or the sands of the sea. He and Sarah had Isaac, but then lo and behold, God wanted him to sacrifice Isaac on an altar. What's up with that? And when Abraham proved faithful, took Isaac up and was going to do that, God himself provided the ram that was the offering with his horns caught in the thicket. The Jewish people today are numerous, aren't they? Abraham didn't see that promise of his inheritance being full as the stars in the sky. But we see it in the Scripture. When we get to the Exodus, it depends on how you want to read it. And scholars have said anywhere from a million to six million. And I really think the probability, the, the real answer is probably somewhere around three to four million Jews came out of the Exodus. That's as many as the stars in the sky and the sands on the seashore now. I, now I get it. But Abraham never saw that promise fulfilled. It was afterwards. In Hebrews, we read about all the people of faith. And then I would read, David, I'm going to go ahead and put that back up and read it again. Thank you. And then we read this, all of those died in faith without having received the promises. Have you received a promise from God that you haven't seen yet? Back that up, please, David. I've got it here if you don't have it back. You know, all of them died in faith without receiving the promises, but they saw it from a distance. They knew it was coming. What they saw was the fact that God was faithful. 
And that even though they didn't know where their journey was going, and their journey did not look like it was going to go the way that God had promised them, God would make it come true. God would bring it about. God was walking with them through that journey. They died without receiving their promise. But they still had hope. Because they trusted the one who walked with them, Jesus Christ. God to them, Jesus Christ to you and I. So in reality, we're like them, aren't we? We're walking a path today that we don't know what's going to come. In fact, many of us in here, we've already had some things happen to us that we didn't think would ever happen, don't we? You know, we've lost loved ones that we didn't think we were going to lose. We've lost jobs. We've moved. We're in Florida. That's a good thing for me. You know, we're not where we thought we would be. But God's still with us. There were setbacks and defeats for Abraham just like there have been for us. But here's the point of the Christian faith. We continue to have faith in Jesus Christ. Not just to get us to heaven. To get us through this day. To get us through this week. To get us through this election, please, Lord. To, to, how many more days do I have to watch them advertisements? Yeah, whatever it is. To get us through the next five minutes even. In a journey, journeys are not always easy. When you start off on a journey, it seems to be pretty good at first. And there are a lot of hills you can go over, but pretty soon you come to some mountains that you can't crawl over. You have to go around. Or even if you get in some places in Tennessee and North Carolina, and you ask them how to get there, they'll tell you, you can't get there from here, son. You know, you've got to back up and recalculate and refigure. On a journey, you come to some rivers that you can just walk across. Others, you have to go up or down to find a ford. And then others still, you have to go find a bridge or a boat or a ferry to take you across. But no matter how we're journeying or where we are on that journey, God is with us. Just a question. If we begin to think of our faith more as God with us on a journey... And the journey that God's got us on, the path he's got us, is designed to bring us closer to him. To cause us to lean more on him. To cause us to fall more in love with him. Would it change the way we live out our faith? Would it then allow us to start being open to others? And to realize that on our journey... We may be in a place so we could help someone else that we're going to meet there in that place we come to in our journey. That maybe you didn't have that bad luck because God doesn't like you. Maybe God put you there so you could speak to that person that doesn't know him next to you that needs help. Or you didn't get rewarded just because you love God, but because of where you're at now, you can use your platform to speak more broadly about Jesus Christ. If we start to look at our life as a journey, a journey that draws us closer and closer to God, would it help us live our faith out in a better way? Knowing that he's going to accompany us wherever we may be. So here's the point, I guess. Quit expecting all the answers. Quit expecting to know where your next step's going to take you. And just trust God. And allow him to walk with you. And if you get too weak to walk, guess what? He'll carry you. And just trust him to get you to the next point. Knowing that one day, you too will hear those words, Well done, good and faithful servant. So we approach the table today, Holy Communion. I've asked that the uh, praise team would sing this song with us and help lead us in it. Jesus Messiah by Chris Tallman. And allow that to prepare our hearts as we prepare ourselves to approach the communion table. Let go, praise team. Go ahead and stand because we're on a journey. You can't journey sitting down.
Thank you, praise team, for leading us to the table. You may be seated. As I approach this, you know, I speak more from my heart than I do from my head many times. I had a conversation with someone this morning, and this song just reminded me of it. The conversation went something along these lines, you know, if we really grasp the love God had for us. That how much He loved us and how He died on that cross for us and He thought of our names up there. We'd probably just sit in front of His feet and just bawl. And just cry and say, how can we ever repay You, Lord? How can we ever thank You, Lord? One of the ways we thank Him and we honor Him is by coming to this table today. Coming and knowing that He's going to be with us through our journey. Coming in, while we may ask for answers, really and truly what we're asking for is, Lord, be with me. Guide me through this. Guide me in such a way that I become a witness for you. As I take of your bread and I take of your cup, let your spirit fill me in such a way that I go forth and walk 
the way you would have me to walk. And in such a way that others see that and others want to come into your kingdom too. That's what it's all about. So we prepare our hearts to come to this table today. And I invite you to this table, to his presence, to partake of his goodness. Let us pray. Lord, as we come before your throne of grace this day, we do so just saying, Lord, thank you. Forgive us of the times that we have sinned against you, whether that sin was intentional or not. Forgive us for the times that we have ignored you and not listened to your call. Forgive us for the times that you have put us in a place so we could help others and we've ignored them. Forgive us for allowing our hearts to grow cold. Forgive us for not having the helping hands and the helping feet that we should. Even now, Lord, as we pray these prayers of forgiveness, we also pray, as John said, that you would not only forgive our sins, but that you would cleanse us from any unrighteousness. And that you would fill us in such a way that we go forth and take your world, take to the world your love, and do it with mercy, grace, and a smile on our face. Be with us now. Fill us with your spirit, we ask in your name. Amen. On the night in which Jesus Christ was betrayed, he took the bread. He blessed it. He broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. And likewise, after the supper, he took the cup. Again, he blessed the cup. Took it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, drink. This is the blood of the new covenant which is shed for the remissions of sin. As often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me. And so, Lord, we come before you today in remembrance of the mighty acts that you have done throughout your scripture, through the lives of the saints that we have honored this morning, through us here, and the things that you're going to do in the future. We ask that you would be here and that you would now pour your spirit out upon us gathered here. Help us to be the body of Christ, taking your love to a world in need. And pour your spirit out upon the bread and the cup this day. And that as we take them, may you fill us with your goodness, your mercy, and your love. We ask in your name. Amen. The body of Christ. Broken for you. The blood of Christ shed for you. Now, if you have one of those little cups, go ahead and you can peel the first piece off, take the bread, and then peel the second one off and take the juice. And I'll give you just a moment to do that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness, your mercy, and your grace. Thank you, you're a good, good father, as Chris Tomlin says. Thank you, Lord, that we've tasted your goodness and your sweetness. Let us now take our faith, the faith as a child, and go forth to share your love with those in need this day. We ask in your name. Amen. Hopefully you've been sending in your prayer request, and we're going to take those now. Christy, do you have those up? Praise from Bob and Faye, and I'm assuming that's Herrick. Jane Gore has been fighting breast cancer, and she is now cancer-free. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. <laughs> Joanne Beebe. Good morning, Joanne. Hi, Joanne. Please pray for my grandson, Nate. We've been praying for Nate, but he, is another, he has another test tomorrow. 
to find out if the chemo has shrunk the cancer tumors in his liver. Maybe even they're gone. So we'll give you the praise, Lord. Was that, was that it? Okay. I want to remind you, continue to pray. Pray for the Redders. Has, uh, that they were, even when I called this morning, they were trying to make arrangements uh, today uh, as they mourn the passing of Garnet. Uh, the, Sue is here. Pray for her as we go through the mem- memorial service this week, uh, Wednesday. Of course, please be praying for the election. Um, and I'm not asking you to pray for either party. I'm asking you to pray for God's will to be done and for God to be with us through it all. And I continue to remind you that it doesn't matter which party wins. My faith is in God, and he's going to take me through it. Um, so we just want to pray for God's will. But even more so, I think we want to pray for civility to return to our nation. And even more so, maybe this is my opinion, but I think it's the right one. Pray for God's love to spread across the nation. You know, that's who we are as Methodists. Methodists, we're supposed to be spreading scriptural holiness across the land. That was Wesley's entire intent, to spread scriptural holiness, the truth of the love of the gospel, across wherever we went. We could sure spread it here in America. So, pray for that. Any other prayer requests from the... Yes, ma'am. Thank you, Lord. Rosita's sister is cancer-free. Was that a, are you wanting, yes, ma'am. No, you're just praising God? Okay. Oh, okay, what's the other praise? Praise God. Con- continue to pray for uh, Richard Gifford, a uh, long-time member here, but moved back uh, home uh, a year or so ago. He had a stroke, and his wife told us he's responding well now. Yes, ma'am. Beverly. I'm sorry. And, and Bill's still hanging on last I heard last night, right? Okay. Yeah, we want to pray for the Webb family. Hospice, hospice has been called in, and... Um, well, you know how it goes, so pray for them. Let's go to God in prayer. Oh, got another one over here? Lord, give Ellen some eyesight. <laughs> Barbara Allen? Phyllis Kitchens. Uh, I don't think, I don't know if she's out of the hospital or not, but her surgery came out good. But we want to continue to pray for recovery. Debbie, did you have one? Okay, okay. Let's go to God in prayer. Father, again, we come to you this day. And God, I just thank you. I thank you that you walk with us every step of our journey. I thank you, Lord, that nothing comes against us that you don't know about. I thank you, God, that no matter where we are, we are covered, surrounded in your love. And that you're going to take us through whatever we're going through to make us better Christians and to help us fall more in love with you. Help us to do so. Lord, as we come, and your word instructs us to lift those before you that are in need, and you have heard those lifted this day. Those that have lost loved ones or are facing that loss even now. Even now, surround them with your love. Lord, may they, as they even breathe, may they feel your love coming into their life. Lord, as they go through this morning time, may they feel your love surrounding them as a fog and bringing them a cooling mist that refreshes them even now. Remind them of the promises that you have given us that nothing, not even death, can separate us from the love of Christ Jesus. And there's a promise that we will be reunited one day with our loved ones when we too walk to that yon shore. Father, you know the other things going on in this world. Those that are sick. Those that need a, need a touch to get through the next few days. Whether it be a touch physically, mentally, spiritually. Maybe even financially. 
whatever it may be, may they trust you and may you provide it. Lord, as we come, we pray for our nation. Pray for this election coming up. And again, Lord, you've heard the words that I've spoken. I pray for your will to be done. And I pray for you to help us accept what that will is, even if it may not be what we want. And bring our people together again in civility and love. Help us to honor you within our churches as well as within our nation. I want to lift our churches before you in a special way. There's so much conflict going on, even and especially maybe within the United Methodist Church and the things that are coming up where there looks like there's going to be an inevitable split. But even now, even though we may feel that that's what needs to be done, let us not hate one another. Let us love one another and agree to continue to love one another and continue to point others to Jesus Christ. We ask this all in your holy name. Amen. Okay, you have to stand up for this last song. And it's okay if you're, what's the word, demonstrative? Is that, is that the right word, demonstrative? In other words, you can jump up and down and shout. That's, that's a big word for me. Just say excited. You can be excited. You need to watch uh, Joy FM with Dave and his word of the morning then. Oh,
Thank you, Let Go Praise Team. Hey, John. John, you don't have a microphone in front of you, so I'm figuring you're not singing. Couldn't you at least have went, Woo! When it was shouting time. I mean, come on. Okay. Well, if you'd like to help us, if you'd like to support the ministry, we appreciate that. Uh, of course, you here, you can drop your uh, offerings in the plates in the back. If you're at home, you can send those to 424 West Daughtery Road, Lakeland, Florida, 33809. You can go to our website, which is lakegibsonumc.com. You can give online there. You can set up repetitive giving online there. There's also a text number on that website, 833-758-0308, 833-758-0308, where you can give by text. So don't forget Zooming the Peace at 1130, and don't forget the Zoom Bible Study Thursdays at 1 p.m. And then you probably want to check every by Wednesday noon, I've got the leftover segment, which is where I talk a little bit more about the sermon, and it goes up on Facebook and YouTube, and it should be there Normally, it's there by late Tuesday afternoon at the latest Wednesday noon. It's there, so you can check back for those. So, see you next week, same time, same place. Till then, God be with you. Till we meet again.